Hey everybody, welcome to the first ever edition of the Church is Now Online podcast. I'm Dan Jacobson. And I'm Scott Irwin. We're coming to you live from 704 North 700 West. We don't even know yeah, our own Amazon address. Amazon misses our packages all the this time. This is probably why. Uh, Hobart Porter's campus of Bethel Church. And uh, Scott, there's a pandemic outside. I have heard. I've heard there's been something in the news about it. But that's all right because the church is online now, so we don't have to worry about that. Yep. So it was described to me online. Uh, I saw I saw an article. It, it described coronavirus as a blizzard that you can't see that is shutting down every neighborhood in America, uh, which I thought was a really inappropriate uh, description. Um, it's, it's something big's going on, and uh, and we felt it here at Bethel. And yeah. uh, even our own building is closed. We're meeting right now. In our building, I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit breaking the rules. Uh, <laughs> there's only four of us here. We got Daniel Asher uh, producing us up, Christina. She, she's, she's, uh, this is sort of sad. Uh, Christina's out of work. And uh, if you, if, if you want to, yeah. if you want to donate to the cause, she's getting married in a couple of, of <laughs> weeks. You can, you can hit, hit her up at uh, Facebook donations or whatever. Can Give us your Venmo. We have a Kickstarter for... Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really caused havoc, yeah. and the church is not immune from having everything changed. And so uh, we are now everything online. Yeah, everything. I mean, if from our women of the word to student ministries, we're trying to figure all that out, but... Um, church in general has kind of migrated right just as elvis the church has has left the building so now we got to kind of figure out how to do church in a little bit of a different way yeah do you think we're ever going to come back i mean right now right here in this moment just give me like a 50 50 shot what what are your odds hey i mean it sounds like we're getting raptured here in a little bit so (laughs) we could uh (laughs) we're not betting people but we could uh (laughs) put out some over-unders on like some dates and see in the future who is right I'm going with July 1st. I know this isn't going to air, so I can f- that can be a be doomsday. Be back July 1st. Ju- yeah, back July 1st. Just in time for us to, r- to wave American flags and sing God, bl- God Bless America. We're I'll come before that. I'll go I'll go June, second week of June. Second week of June. Yeah. Wow. Go we are both pessimists because some people are like three weeks. It's three. done. No way. Yeah. Well, we missed um, gathering with everybody. We had So here's what happened at HP. We had an amazing five-year anniversary <laughs> celebration. It, just it was in incredible. Time. Yeah, it was just in time. And we kept being like, oh, man, glad we got that in. You know, we had a huge banquet. And it was supposed to be two days ago. Yeah, the, the true story that I never told anybody, and so thanks for bringing it up when we were recording, is, uh, <laughs> is that um, so my wife's grandma passed away, and we had a funeral to go to uh, on the 14th of March, which made the 15th, which is our actual five-year anniversary, impossible to pull off. And so we push it forward to the 8th, and – uh, wouldn't you know, March 15th of 2020 was the first time in Bethel Church's history that we were unable to meet for church in a physical space, not due to snow. Crazy. I mean, we've had it before. Where yeah. We were just canceled yeah. for a week and then we're back up again. But we're looking at a really new reality here. And so I'm grateful. I, we walked away from here on the 8th being like, man, that was incredible. And on the <laughs> Best ninth, night ever. Yeah, on the 9th yeah. when we found out all this, you know, the waves of coronavirus were coming, we were all like, wow, well, glad we got that in because <laughs> it looks like, you know, food services out of out of line and getting people in the same room and 250 people or, or less. And yeah. that quickly went There's to no – way. A um, uh, 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 hundred, which went down to fifty, which went down to now we're at I think ten. Oh yeah, no, yeah. And so this um, is probably illegal too. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like we're only five feet away from each other right now. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, if you would have told me that the last service you were going to hold at Hobart Portage was going to be our 50th anniversary celebration, I would have thought you're crazy. Yeah. And yet we didn't have church on Sunday, um, but we did have church on Sunday. We did have church on Sunday and we had church in a really big way. Yeah. A new way. And I don't know, we were just in a meeting this afternoon. Maybe you could share some of the numbers that you remember from well, Facebook, I don't, know, I don't know that I'm allowed to like flaunt all oh, of yeah, our stats, right. but I'll tell you this. Um, so we went online, right? The church is now online. That's, that's, that's what's happening. Everybody's now online. And uh, we went for the first time in Bethel Church history. You know, Pastor Steve preached. Our worship team, Daniel's drumming along. We had everybody was, was giving it their best shot. It was really worshipful. I tuned in. I was in Connecticut. I tuned in and watched, and I saw there's like 1,100 people yeah. At the same time, watching our first service ever um, broadcast. And um, it was an interesting experience. I didn't know if I should sing. I didn't know like if uh-huh. I should amen. There's a little heart button. I, I mean, we'll talk yeah. about those things. But uh, I saw 1,100 people. And then uh, Cody, our, our communications uh, director, uh, just told our staff today that engagement in, in services has never been higher okay. to the tune of, you know, if we have on average 3,500 people yeah. who are attending our church, I mean, you, you can es- essentially multiply that by five wow. Uh, wow. Who, who are able to hear the gospel, hear a message of, you know, Pastor Steve talked about disinfecting fear, which I thought was a super clever title. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, preached out of Romans again. You know, we've, we've been in Romans as a church, but he went backwards yeah. a little bit to backwards remind a us. a year. One year. Was right. it a whole year? I think so. We were yeah. in Romans 8 like last March. <laughs> yeah. But it was so good. And I, I felt it felt fresh and it felt like yeah. like I was in Connecticut. I had people texting me from Peru, some of our missionaries, saying, hey, mm. we're watching along with you. This is great. So cool. They had breakfast in bed, by the way. I, I got a bone to pick with them on that. <laughs> uh, but it was cool to see that the fact that had this coronavirus hit us 12 years ago, yeah, could we have done what, what happened? No, probably not. Probably not. And so uh, it's a new day. And I think a lot of people, uh, there's like an expert churchgoer. You know, people who know like the rules of church and all the rules of church are totally out the window now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I figured it's got to be really fun if we did like a uh, like, how do we how do you have church online? Yeah. Like what are some of the do's and the don'ts to make church online a successful, uh, a successful venture for all of us? So uh, would you got any do's, something that would like help people to make the most of however long this next season is for us? Yeah, I think I think uh, the first do would maybe still be a rule that you follow in the building, but y- you need to put on some, some normal pants. Like you need <laughs> to get up and out of bed and not stay in your sweats. Let's, let's put some jeans on at least. Right. Okay. So that's a do and a don't. Like, <laughs> oh, you're right, you're right. Like do put on church clothes. Why is that important? I think it provides some normalcy to everything. And I, I, you know, for, for myself, the, the day seems just wasted when I spend most of it in a, uh, in sweatpants. What if they're new? Thing. What if they're new sweatpants? You if know what I mean? Like, what if, you, what if you change out of one set of sweatpants into like a fresh pair? Is that good? Yeah, enough? yeah. All black, fresh pair yeah. of sweatpants are probably okay. Yeah, because you got like three days out of those suckers. <laughs> Absolutely, at least. At least yeah. Three so, days. so do change. Don't just stay in whatever you woke up in. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Great, great call. How what about, about you? You yeah. got some? Oh, I got a, I got a couple. Of, yeah. Um, I would say do uh, turn off the TV. Unless you're streaming the service to your TV, yeah. obviously, but uh, I guess the flip side of that is like don't don't be distracted, yeah. right? Like like you're um, some some people you know I from the stage I preach and I look out and people are on Facebook, and if you're streaming the service on Facebook, that's one thing. Yeah, but uh, like the idea is when you're at church, like turn it off. That's good. Um, don't be 
don't be dividing your attention. You know, there's there's something to the idea of having devotion, time devoted to the Lord mm-hmm. on Sunday. It's it's the Lord's day. We can't gather at the Lord's house, but we can gather gather digitally with the Lord's people. Yeah. And so uh, give it give that time to the Lord. I think uh, we we are far too easily distracted. Yeah. And so I would say, uh, do turn off the TV. Uh, don't be channel surfing. That's good. You know. Yeah, what no, about you? you got another no one? office in the background playing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. So this uh, last Sunday, we actually had a watch party with our, our small group. And uh, oh, one, of, one of the, the kind of weird situations that we just ended up stepping into was singing like in our in our yeah. living room. And it was it was different and it was weird because you're you're, you're right there and I could hear you and I could hear myself, which I don't really like to do often. But I think it's important to join in worship to stand or, or sit or, you know, however, but to sing out loud along with, uh, along with the, the service that's planned. So you guys, you guys went for it. But yeah, it was, it was, it was halt, uh, you know, halted steps, faltering steps, but yeah, you know, I just, just went for it. At the end Did the anybody day. raise their hands? I, I don't think so. We were not there yet. Maybe next week. Yeah. Maybe next week. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause like when I'm in a group of people, like I have no problem singing. Yeah, I yeah. was I was watching uh, by myself uh, up in this, you know, with uh, my extended family's all around me in Connecticut. I'm in this like beautiful cabin in the hills, barely any any internet, and uh, and and I'm I'm sitting there at the dining room table. I couldn't sing. I just, <laughs> I, just could, I couldn't do it. I was like, I, I have no problem myself. doing this. Yeah, right. And I think I, I think that's okay. You know, I think that's okay. But I do think try. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. try try to engage. Mm-hmm. And I uh, for sure, I, you know, Pastor Dustin and the team. Uh, we had Daniel drumming along. I thought I thought yeah. it was just an incredible spirit. I had texted him, um, after Daniel, this, uh, Dustin, Dustin yeah. after the service, just saying like, "Man, the spirit of that was, was just powerful, and the songs that you selected were just the right appropriate yeah. tone." And I just it was an incredible experience uh, for sure. It's fantastic. Yeah, um, I got I've got a don't. Yeah, what you got? Uh, so you know how like everybody's online, and you know like if you find something online, you can probably find it somewhere else, or, like another website. Yeah. I found myself <laughs> tempted to like switch between every other church's service that was going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That is and every I, church in the country <laughs> that's streaming right I now. At one point had uh, in split screen, I had like my French church back in DuPage uh, <laughs> on the left side and Bethel church on the right <laughs> side. And then I had my brother-in-law's churches up from up in Rockford, like in the, in the far right side. And um, I guess that kind of goes back to like being distracted. Like mm, I just yeah, had yeah. to, I had to tune them all out and be like, Nope, no, no, no. I just want to, I want to focus in here time. right here. Yeah. yeah. Did you, did you uh, leave any comments in any chat? Um, we didn't. So what we, what we found is there were about 10 of us in, in the living room and we were streaming it through the TV. So there was really no way to, to interact. Um, I guess we could have interacted on our individual devices, but, uh, but we didn't. And I think that's a missed opportunity for us because I know in the, in the platform that we have, there's that opportunity on the side just to kind of engage. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. I yeah. think that just creates a, a, an environment where people feel more bonded and together and maybe a little bit more normal of a service. Yeah. I found it totally distracting. Oh, did you really? Yeah. I was like totally, yeah, I was totally distracted, <laughs> but it was really cool because some people were like, Steve would say a quote and people would be like, Hey, where's that quote? And yeah, it's a Google yeah. search away and someone copied and pasted it and it's right there. Or like, yeah. The, mm. the link to Steve's uh, C.S. Lewis article uh, popped up, and uh, it was really cool just to that have. Cool. It was like someone was taking notes for me, yeah. which is awesome, <laughs> absolutely awesome. You know what's really cool, too, is that uh, there's this, like, 
ask for prayer yeah. feature. And uh, I was like, shoot, I, I don't know how this works. So I clicked it. And all of a sudden I was talking with one of our pastors. Oh, nice. I clicked it again. I was talking to another pastor. And uh, I don't know. Tell them who it was. Yeah, it said right on there, Dan Jacobson. Oh. Like they knew. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think they were kind of like, "Hey, why are you out of this?" Uh, but I, I need some that. prayer. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I do. I, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, any other do's? Any other don'ts? Oh, Online man. church, man. What do we do? What do we do with like the stuff that, like, there was no bulletin. Yeah. Do you think people are gonna be angry about that? Uh, like a lack of announcements? Yeah. I don't think so. Is there anything to announce right now? <laughs> I don't now? think so. Just that we're going to keep doing this on Sundays yeah. like normal. <laughs> and then Earth is closed. Yes. If we pump out any content, <laughs> let's just be grateful for it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also very much appreciated, you know, uh, churches are, are an opportunity for us to, um, I guess if I had a, a last do, I would yeah. say this. Do remember what church is for. Church is not for us, right? The tag that we have here at Bethel is it's all about him. And so one of the things that I think it's helpful for us is to remember that we're coming together via a screen, which for some of our campuses is is less, you know, intrusive to life than others. I mean, we're used to this. Um, We're just having it on a different screen. Um, But uh, remember that it's worship. It's Mm -hmm. coming together to express our love for our Lord. He is not confused by what we're doing. He's not like, why aren't you guys in the building? You have little faith. Um, But with that, I think, what do we do on a Sunday that now we can't do or or we may need to think about what we're doing? And so Sundays for us are very much the gathering, the encouragement, the the. you know, they, they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching mm-hmm. to the pr- to the prayers to the breaking of bread Yeah, you know, I love that you guys did a watch party. Did, any, did you guys bring food? Absolutely coffee a watch party that That's probably the closest coffee. That's probably the closest <laughs> to acts two. Yeah, that right your small groups has ever been Yeah, all through Facebook just like acts two. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, and, and yeah um, but also I, I think there's this component of of giving yeah, right giving Absolutely. to the Lord That's really important too. And I was just really encouraged to hear uh, today that people even though we were online, people still devoted themselves to giving back to the Lord that, yeah, that which so uh, he's given to us. And mm-hmm. so I think, um, you know, give online. It's yeah. the safest way to give right now. You don't have to risk any coronavirus with cash or anything like that. And yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a it's going to be a new adventure. It will. It will. A little different, but that's all right. We're weathering it. Yeah. And it's I'm excited to see what the church is going to step into in the next few weeks that we haven't previously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, one of the things that we want to do is realize that not just is the church online, but like everything's online right now. Yeah. From uh, people using DoorDash uh, to get their groceries online. You know, if Amazon ever stops delivering my packages within <laughs> two days, then I'll acknowledge that there's a crisis going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> like as long as that's still happening, yeah. we're good. But uh, education has moved online. Yeah. We got a lot of families that have kids who now are at home mm-hmm. and you've got a wife who is now at home yes yeah so my wife teaches kindergarten in, in chesterton and, and they were told friday um hey like everybody else pack up we'll see you in a month maybe and so we've got 30 days of online e-learning prep and 30 days of students in the home which can be difficult yeah one of the things we want to do is uh, make sure that we as a church are uh, talking to some experts. And we got a lot of experts that are uh, in our community 
So over the next couple of episodes, what we want to do is just connect people with uh, thoughts for how to do life in a new situation. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do now is uh, maybe you can talk about this while I cue it yeah. up. But we're going to get uh, your wife on the line and you can tell us a little bit about what she is, yep. who she is, what she does and uh, why we should listen to her. So uh, my wife, Bethany Irwin, obviously she uh, graduated from Ohio- the Ohio State University with a degree in education. And we're going to be tapping into here uh, what she has to say right now. Teachers all over the world, all over America right now are prepping e-learning um, and students are tapping into all of this right now. So we're trying to figure out just how we can best educate our kids and our students in times like this. But we know that with all of this happening in the home, it can be really, really hard to maintain a schedule, to figure out how um, even to use the the different platforms. And so we want to um, just take an, uh, some time with, with an expert here who can share a little bit of her experience in in school and in in the home and how we can do e-learning well. We have uh, if you're if you're watching along with us, uh, thank you, Christina, for shooting video. But yes. this is uh, Bethany Irwin, everyone, and the two of you, the two of you are married. Yes, which is yes, sir. Uh, fantastic. How long have y'all been married? We've been married uh, three, almost three years. Yep. Coming up in July. How many pandemics have you weathered together? You know what? I don't know. The first. This is the first. This, this is, is the first, yeah. <laughs> Some people have gone 50 years without hitting a pandemic. Yeah. And now here we are. Knocked it in the first three years. Yeah. Can you just check it off and not ever have to do it again? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just get I'm through thinking. it. Just get through it. You know, Daniel and Christina are engaged and they haven't even, they're going <laughs> to start their marriage in the midst of a pandemic. Bethany, what do you think is worse, getting married and then having a pandemic or getting married in the midst of a pandemic? Uh, definitely getting married in the midst of a pandemic. I yeah, totally, I, so. I, I agree. So. I agree. You don't know what life was like pre-worry. <laughs> <laughs> like Not, there's so much stress around a wedding. Anyway. Just yeah. add to it like this. You can only go uphill from there. So. That's, that's right. true. That's, that's true. Right. So Bethany, uh, like my family, my daughter is out of school uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. She's got this thing called e-learning. And the first time we ever did this was last year in kindergarten for her. And I, the teacher sent home an enormous amount of work for <laughs> e-learning day. It took her, I felt, longer to do e-learning than to just be at school. And I was actually really impressed by it. I was like, wow, like she used YouTube and wrote things and, and used eBooks and all that. But it can't be easy for a teacher to be out of the classroom for the next 30 days and still be provide, like, like required to provide education. Just talk to us for a second about yeah. what is it like to be an educator right now and some of the things that, that are going through your mind as it relates to coronavirus and even as someone who's a committed Christian who's in education and the, the opportunity for those relationships is gone. What is, what is that doing for you? Yeah, it's been hard. A lot of people joke and say, oh, teachers, get such a break. Like, enjoy your time off. <laughs> but it's been hard. I mean, my goal is to get my students to where they need to be at the end of the year. And I've been working really hard to get them there. And so it's like, okay, stop. Let's try and figure out how to do this all remotely. And it's not the same as doing it in the classroom. So um, I'm sad and disappointed. I'm going to miss my students, especially because I've been really like working, working for them this year. Um, So yeah, it's hard. It's not easy. Um, I think it's, I'm, I'm thankful that 
we're taking this break though because you know we need to be safe rather than sorry so I would say that it's, it's good even though it's hard right now and um just from an educator standpoint I would say that we still have a cool opportunity as a Christian educator to just um help the parents that are in the midst of this stress and this hard time with just um, getting them where they need to be and showing them that we're going to make this work no matter what. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you maybe tell us a little bit about, cause I, I saw you working, working through this all day yesterday. Can you tell us a little bit about what goes into making uh, like an e-learning module? Yeah, so it's I'm sure it's different for every grade level. Kindergarten is obviously going to be different than the high school level, and I give high school and middle school and those upper grades a lot of credit because they're putting they're they're teaching their content through their e-learning modules. So that's awesome. Um, for us, it's a little different. We just really scrambled at one o'clock on Friday when we found out we were going to be out of school for three weeks. Um, to get as much materials together as we can, as we could, to send home with them. So that was kind of like mm -hmm. the paper and pencil aspect of it. Now we're just kind of trying to figure out how we can best work with our students while we're not with them. So I've been recording myself reading books. Like I literally have one right here that I'm reading and asking questions. And <laughs> yeah, so that's not great. It's like Audible. Yeah. Audible.com Teacher's Edition. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but you do it yourself. Right. Kind of like yes. this podcast. Yes, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> so there's a lot of parents who um, I know it's been a minute since we've been in school, right? And uh, a lot of the stuff that parents went through in elementary school back in the 90s, maybe even you know early 2000s or late 80s, it's just different. Yeah. And I think that a lot of parents have the stress and anxiety of like, my kid's going to be home forever and I've got to work from home, right? Like I got to work from home and I got to make sure my kids know what they're doing so that, you know, the dream of them going to college or having the best education possible isn't lost on them. And I think there's just a, a big sense of stress. And I saw, um, I think you posted on Facebook, I saw a bunch of teachers post it yesterday, just like, hey, parents, if you have any need for help or tutoring, I'm here for you. Shoot me a message in, in Facebook. Shoot, here's my email address. I, I would love to just help you out in moments. But are there any like big picture principles that'll help parents uh, at home just kind of know what to expect, how to help their kids really thrive during the season that you, you'd have your perspective from? Well, the first thing, going back to what you just said, I would say that teachers are available right now and use them. Like, they're ready. They have office hours that are there where they're ready to answer questions. And even if you need, like, supplemental materials, like, if you feel like your kid isn't, your kid's done with e-learning in the first 20 minutes or whatever and they need more stuff to do, ask teachers. Like, I would love to hear that from my the parents of my students that they want more things to do because I would be happy to do that for them. So I would say use your resources well. Hmm. Um, teachers want to be there. They want their kids to learn. So use them the best that you can. But from a parent's perspective who have kids at home, I would say the number one thing that you could do for them is create a schedule that you stick to for the next four weeks or however long this is happening. Um, because 
school is a routine. It's a schedule. I have a routine in my classroom. We do the same thing every day. The kids know exactly what's happening, what's going to happen next, what's going to happen at the end of the day. And that gives them like, I don't know, that's reassuring for them. And so right now in the midst of this crisis, nothing is routine, nothing is normal. And so they're the kids are going to feel a lot of stress Mm -hmm. and anxiety just because things are not normal. So as a parent, if you can try and give them the most normal that they can get right now by creating a schedule so that they know what to expect, I think that's going to do huge things uh, for them. I saw on Facebook, a lot of parents started out their like, uh, they have the best intentions, <laughs> and I saw a few pictures of like the schedule that were handwritten yeah, in, the, right. in the like the, the color coded. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like this by this time, this by this. and I <laughs> I honestly was like a schedule. Oh, duh, per like of course. So it was like the fact that they thought about it, but it turned into schedule shaming. <laughs> like like they were like, hey, we're already off schedule. It's only day one. Help, help. <laughs> what do you like? How would you encourage? I, so. I always admire parent, uh, teachers in the classroom for being able to control, you know, 30 kids or 20 kids. And I've got my kids. There's, I just have yeah. three, right? And they're, they're young. But I'm always like, how does a teacher get 24 kids to, to listen and obey? And, you know, maybe not all perfectly, but they do it eight times more than I do it. <laughs> Any tips on just how to help your kids at school? I know a lot of people are calling it mommy school or homeschool, like, uh any tips for that well i would say just do your best to stick with the road routine like like off the schedule it happens every day but one thing that i do in the classroom is i have alarms that are on my phone that go off at the same time every day and that like i know okay it's time yeah. to move on to the next thing and so if you know, like, you want to wake up at a certain time every day, you want to eat breakfast at a certain time, you want to do a module of e-learning at a certain time, just set those reminders on your phone. And so that kind of just gives you a, a routine so that you know what you're supposed to do. And then, yeah, obviously, routines aren't always going to stay the way that you plan them, but just doing it and trying every day you're going to get better at it as a parent and your kids are going to get used to it. And then they're going to be more likely to follow along if they understand this is the way it's going to be for the next few weeks. Yeah. And what school doesn't have a school bell. And so for you to have that at home, just the phone is the bad guy, you know, (laughs) what a a great thing. What a great thing. So what happens if a parent, um, you know, they've got a sixth grader and they're, they're talking, you know, pre-algebra or like math that's, I don't know. I guess we've changed math in the past 10 years. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Any, any, like how, how there's going to be things that come up that are over a parent's head. Um, do I just go to YouTube? What do I do? I would just resort to going back to the teacher. They're there for you. There are, we just had a professional development today on using Google hangout. I think it's one of those, but being able to conference with, with Mm -hmm. the teacher so like that technology is there and that's probably going to be happening in the next few days but when you get in those upper grades the kids those students are very capable of contacting their teacher by themselves and communicating with them yeah maybe lastly the question i have i don't know scott if you have any others um but one of the concerns that we have for our students is you know we're not designed to be in isolation right even my daughter who's in first grade is concerned she tells me she goes you know daddy i'm afraid that school is going to be different i'm going to miss my friends 
and we're like yeah school is gonna be different and you yeah right now you're gonna miss your friends and we're looking you said 30 days i think is is kind of where um your district's at some districts are longer i think some districts in ohio are like done for the year um and so part of what i think we want to be on the lookout are for signs of mental um strain on a kid that or social emotional strain Mm -hmm. on a kid that isolation brings out and um I don't know if you if, if there's been any talk about that in the educational world or if there's anything parents can just be on the lookout for signs that their kid might be reaching a, a tipping point or a breaking point or even if there's something for them to be uh, to be mindful of. Like, what would that be? Well, I would say I, I don't really necessarily know what it would look like, but I think that some preventative measures for that could be put into place. Like, it would be very easy, I think, for parents to set their kids on a device all day, and that is not healthy for them. If they are on their iPads, no matter if it's – even if they're doing something educational, they need to be doing something other than engaging their visual brains with a device. So giving them hands-on things to do, toys to play with, having designated times for doing certain things, and go outside – Like, it's beautiful outside today, and they can go run around the backyard, but kids need to be moving, and they need to be exercising. That's just important for them Mm -hmm. um, to do. So I would say those are some preventative measures that they're getting their bodies active and not just watching something on TV. Another thing I thought of is um, there are lots of resources that are going around right now where people... Um, companies are giving free trials for different educational resources and one of them I can think of that I use in my classroom all the time is called go noodle and um, it's a free it's it's free for teachers but I think they're giving free access for parents right Mm -hmm. now but that's just their videos that students can move and engage physically inside so they would watch a video and follow along with that Um, so but just engaging physically is so important I know like half the Go Noodle songs just because of my <laughs> yeah. daughter. They, they stick. stick. They, they stick totally so bad. Stick. Hey, Bethany, we're so grateful for you taking time yeah, out of your schedule. You. I know uh, it's a weird time. It's not a break. You're still working, making <laughs> things happen, and everyone's trying to figure this out. But we appreciate you coming and giving some advice and some uh, counsel Absolutely. to the families. And um, uh, people at HP, they can find you uh, on Facebook. Oh, yeah and uh, connect with you reach out i would be happy to help and if anyone needs help with e-learning i am pretty available so awesome let me know awesome well there you have it uh that's our first ever interview uh with someone on on on, uh on this podcast and uh bethany we really appreciate you taking time uh you and scott mean the world to our campus we're grateful for you guys and uh until next time scott the church is now online Thank you.